You're listening to the Sens Chirp Podcast, a weekly or occasional look at all things Ottawa Senators, including news, opinions, wacky rumors, drunken rants, bad jokes, overly optimistic outlooks on clearly precarious things, and more. I am your anonymous host, Sens Chirp. Anderson's on it. Played back to the line. Excuse me, that's Stutzla out there with Shabbat sending it deep. Stutzla, one timer, scores! Tour for Stutzla, his first NHL goal. Miss that sound. It's been a while. Stay in your lane, bud. <laughs> Going right there, right off the hop, eh? Had to. I think this is my lane. I think this is <laughs> this is the only place I can be pretty confident that I'm officially in my lane. Let me throw some dates at you off the top here. Tomorrow, so we're doing this on September 10th. Tomorrow, rookie camp starts. In one week, they'll play... The first actual rookie game. Eight days after that, preseason opener. In 34 days, the Ottawa Senators will play the home opener against the Toronto Maple Leafs. 34 days. Can't wait. That's all that stands between us and the start of the season. It does feel like one of the longest off-seasons in history. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, we just went through a longer one with the with the COVID delay, but yeah, it just feels like there hasn't been much going on. There's no, they just... haven't done much. Um, well, and the other thing too is that we haven't been to a game in so long. I don't that even it, know I think how long that's it's part been. of it. Yeah, and I and by the looks of things, we're going to be able to go back, which is going to be. I incredible. can't even picture it. I think like the season. They shut down the season like March 2020. Yeah. And I think I went to a game like towards the end of that year, but that's got like, that's the longest I've ever gone in my life. Yeah. It's insane. Without going to a game. So it'll be nice to get back in there. They just announced uh, some of the details on how that's going to work, how people are actually going to get back into the stadium. It kind of sounds like they're still bullshitting it a bit. Like they really have no idea. Yeah, and anything can change in the next couple of weeks, too, just because nobody knows what's going on. People yeah, aren't getting just, vaccinated. I think they're just taking the the arrogant approach to it. They're like, well, we're assuming that by October 14th, we'll be allowed to have, they said full capacity. They did say full so capacity, like, which I seriously doubt, but. I mean, it's kind of optimistic that if, they'd be able to sell that many. I guess the thing anyway. is, if. Ontario gets to 80%, right? Yeah. Then we're allowed to open everything up, but at 70. Yeah, anyway, I don't want to talk about fucking vaccines. No, Let's we're going to be sense. able to go to an actual hockey game, though, in 30, 34, 34 days. days. Unfortunately, we're going to be surrounded by Leaf fans for that first one, but... Uh, That's all right. That's we'll perfect. take it. Because we'll this is going to be the year that the Sens start turning around. Maybe that's a good place to start about... Uh, 
talk a bit about expectations heading into this year. So it hasn't exactly been a, been a barn burner of an off season for our Ottawa senators. They haven't, uh, they haven't done shit. No, they really have done <laughs> fuck all. Um, they haven't done anything to piss me off. No. They haven't done anything to really get me amped up for the season. They have really just been lurking in the shadows. I think I did not intend on just not podcasting for three months, but there was come nothing. on. Like I wasn't gonna plug in the microphone for the Dadnoff <laughs> trade. Like I I needed something, but they, they haven't done much. They not that anybody expected them to be overly no. active this off season. Like it's they're kind of at that point in the rebuild where they mostly they mostly just need to see where their own guys are at. But so they made a couple moves. They did trade Dadnov and his Five unfortunate million. contract. <laughs> I was kind of shocked by that. I mean, I know people have covered this topic at length. I did, I honestly point, do, wouldn't have cared if they kept them because it's what two more years at five million. It's like what, yeah. what big deal. They're not. They're not going to be going for the cup and need that extra million and a half for what he no. should be getting paid or whatever. But yeah, it wasn't a huge deal and they got hold and I have known nothing about him. I haven't watched him at all. I don't know if you have. I I know a lot about Nick Holden actually. Too much. I don't probably. know. I do not know a single thing. Okay. I looked at like when they made that trade, I probably shouldn't admit this, but in my head, Nick Holden was like a 26, 27 year old defenseman. Yeah. Like, yeah, he must be decent yeah, must still. Be and okay. I looked at, look, he's like 34 years old. Like, what the Where hell? Where has he been this entire Where's time? Where's Nick Holden been hiding? <laughs> so they get Nick Holden, but I was shocked that they could move that money. And I was even more surprised that it was Vegas. Like, what are they? Where are they? Yeah, what are they doing? But also, what are they doing getting another defenseman? That was that was the other thing too. It's like who what is this defense is gonna be next year? Are they gonna run with an extra guy back there and have one less forward or what? Yeah. Yeah, I think because that's the other move they did. So they add Nick Holden in that trade, get rid of a contract in Dadnoff, and then sign Michael Delzato. So that's yeah, another move Delzato that too. seemed to kinda I mean, like everything, drew the ire of some fans thinking like Well, it put they did the exact same thing they did last year where they had the older guys start the season. And yeah. Like, if that's the plan this year, I'm I'm kind of against it. But Yeah, I don't – I mean, I don't think that's what they're going for here. I think that we don't really know what the roster construction is going to be like coming into this year, what the COVID rules are, if they're going to be able to carry more guys again true. in taxi squad true. and stuff like that. But but with Delzato, it certainly seems like they're, they're pretty excited to have Michael Delzato on the team, and I, I don't know that – I don't know that I necessarily share that excitement. He, he seems fine. He'll be I think fine, he's yeah. coming off a decent year in Columbus, but yeah, I kind of I kind of see the concern some have that he's. I mean, he's he, more of between the same. him and Holden. Yeah, it's more of the same, and maybe yeah. blocking, blocking Eric Brandstrom and blocking Victor Mete, and probably means Bernard Docker starts in the AHL. Like, well, let's be honest too. They they probably tried to sign other guys. Like there were probably some offers out for some different defensemen or yeah. different players that just didn't want to come to Ottawa. I'm sure. And yeah, it's, it's always a tough sell, and I think even with Delzato, they ended up going maybe a little maybe more, maybe a year longer, a little yeah. bit more money than you would have expected. But he's kind of a versatile. Can play the left or right side. Maybe play with Shabbat at some point. But it, yeah, like these are not. Uh, 
these are not blockbuster acquisitions, and I think that's part of the reason why this offseason has has dragged on a little bit. Yeah, for there hasn't sure. been a ton of There's excitement. nothing to get excited about. But I think this the way the team's built this year is if they're they have so much money to spend if they need to. So if they're going into the trade deadline next year, which is possible and they're in a playoff position or could be in a playoff yeah. position, they can make a move, right? Yeah. It certainly <laughs> they can space. make a lot of moves if they need to. I think they're as of today still fairly comfortably under the <laughs> salary cap floor. So And I'm I'm in ninth, tenth area yeah. and possibly at yeah, can see that. One of like we were talking a little expectations, but the weird thing about this year, especially, is they're they're coming out of that Canadian division. Yeah, just played the same teams over and over again. So we really, we really don't, don't know, know what. Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, that's also that's another thing. Eh? Like we really don't know what this team is. So like they finished the year strong. So there's lots lots of excitement. Do you think you can kind of build on that? But who knows? Like yeah, just playing. Calgary and Vancouver and going back to playing well Tampa and now Florida. Yeah, that's not gonna again. Not gonna be ideal. That's another two great teams plus Toronto and I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be. I agree with you though. I think if I was, it's a little early for a prediction, but I think that's right around where they're gonna be. I think that's what they're thinking too. Like if we're challenging, we can make some moves. Yeah, but right now we we have no we see no reason for. Well, also it's like we're still early stages of the rebuild, right? Yeah. Like, I think... Well, no, is, we're done. We're done. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I missed, <laughs> I missed Pierre's declaration. Uh, the Mission Accomplished banner was hung at CTC. And there. Yeah. We did it. It's over. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that was what, he, what meant. he meant. I know yeah. what he meant, but, Fucking yeah. Twitter, like... <laughs> the poor, Everything explodes. If there's one thing you don't want to do with a Pierre Dorian press conference, it's hang on every word he's saying. Because <laughs> I got news for you. It's not intentional. Yeah. Like, he does not always know what he's going to say about certain things. Yeah. And he, that was a good example of that. But I don't think he means that they're done adding, that this is, like, the final... I think I think what he meant by that is that the whole tanking and drafting mm-hmm. is... That part is over. We have, the, yeah. we have the players in the system now that we need to get better and yeah. we also have the players in the system that we need to make trades to get better players. Yeah. So yeah, I that's, that's where I think he's at. Tanking is probably not an option anymore. No, it's, I think that's it's kind of it's more of a it's like an internal culture switch, right? It's yeah. we're past the point where we're just happy to be here and losing's okay. And yeah. It's more like, okay, now we want to start competing. We don't it doesn't need to be like I saw a lot of people taking that to mean like, oh shit, the owner's saying we got to make the playoffs this year or yeah. else. Like I, I don't really get that sense, and I think even even old Eugene understands that uh, that there's still a few steps here. There's they're still banking on a few young players to take big steps forward, and the rebuild's not over. But the the yeah the tanking years are beyond. They're us, behind, which us. will be nice, which is great. Yeah, yeah. thank God. So that's kind of setting up uh, where things are headed into the into the new season, which is what was it? Thirty four days. Holy shit! Uh, and that's a, I mean, I know that was only five minutes, but that is a recap of what they did this off season. They did not do much else except a lot of the a lot of the excitement, a lot of the fan attention is more directed at their own players, right? So kind of retaining a couple of the key pieces. 
that they that they need to sign as restricted free agents. So in the next segment, we'll talk a little bit about Drake Batherson and the, the deal they got done there. And then we'll try to talk a bit about Brady Kachuk. But I feel like we got to talk we'll quickly and yeah. get it out there quickly because it feels like we're at a point in those negotiations where things could uh, could happen pretty quick. I yeah. Mean, and I'm thinking by the time you edit this, it uh, it might be done. There's a good chance. Yeah. So, But we'll try to stay in our lane in the next segment, and uh, we'll talk about Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson after these messages. You know, sponsors. Segment two, we gotta we gotta talk about the RFA's in an off season where there's not a lot going on. It's been it's been those uh, their own contracts they have to get done that people have talked about the most uh, for good reason. Yeah, these are kind of important players. Kind of the whole point of the rebuild is bringing in young talent and then uh, keeping it. Keeping it, yeah, yeah. Kind of that is that's the point. That's got to be in the that master plan document, I would think right? that's it's probably page there. two. <laughs> Get good players, keep, keep good players. <laughs> so there's two, the two big ones coming into the offseason were Drake Batherson and Brady Kachuk. So oh, I was going to say Victor Mente. Right, and we got, he's signed. Right? I know, yeah, but, but he's the other season. I mean, I actually had to check. Like, shit, we forgot about Victor. <laughs> Uh, so those were the two big ones. Um, and I think we have talked about their contracts a little bit on the podcast in the past. And in Drake Batherson's case, I know we made the case for that longer term gamble. So the idea of buying up a couple unrestricted years, maybe overpaying a little bit early on and, and rolling the dice a little bit that he's going to continue to progress the way he has. So that's exactly what they end up doing. So he gets, yep. What was it? Six years, just Four, under five million. Four point nine seven five, I think, is what it was. Yeah, which is, in my opinion, an absolutely fantastic deal for the Senators. It certainly looks like it. I mean, and it's kind of crazy to think that he's the highest paid forward right now on the team. Yeah, let's hope that doesn't <laughs> at four point nine seven. Let's hope that million. doesn't hold for too long. But yeah, it, it looks. I mean, he's got one good year, right? But, but this is how. This is what contracts look like now. Guys come off their entry-level deal. If they have that one reasonably productive year, then they can... He's he's done his time in the AHL, too, and he's he's produced there. Yeah. He produced his first year in the NHL, 17 and 17, I think is what it was. I don't remember, but... Sounds right. Um, he On pace for whatever, like 30 goals if he played a full season, probably. Yeah. Which is like, we need that. Because you don't get goal scorers like that in the NHL very often. He's a good hockey player. He may not be the best defensively, but I think he. Uh, well, the the deal is great. Six years. It's yeah. longer than I expected. It's. I think it's a perfect length for the team. Yeah, there are lots of things about this deal that you can kind of keep in mind in the Brady Kachuk contract negotiations. Like, obviously, they're not in the same caliber of player, but you can see the structure that maybe Ottawa's going for here, right? So in Batherson's deal, he it's backloaded. So yeah. he's, 
he's not actually getting a huge raise next year. He's making 2.5 million in the first year, 3.5 million, and then it escalates from there. So I think that structure works well for Ottawa. They're not the only team doing that. Like other teams are structuring it that way as well. And he gets not a single dollar in signing bonus, which I think uh, is kind of a rule. For this team? Yeah, I think. It feels like it's a rule for this team and yeah. for players like Brady and, well, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's something they want, considering it's possible that there could end up being a, a lockout or. Yeah. and Because that's guaranteed money for those guys, right? So Yeah. But I, I, I mean, nobody's written about this. Nobody's said it directly, but you don't have to be. A genius. Like you look at their books. There's, I think Zaitsev has a signing bonus in one of the years in his deal, uh, yeah. but that that wasn't from Ottawa. That's a sign with the Leafs. Um, well, Melnick has never wanted to do. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard to picture how you then go into. So we'll kind of segue from Drake Batherson into yeah, we've Brady already done it. So Drake signed, done, took care of that one, and now. Now all eyes are on Brady, but it does feel like there's a good chance anything we say in the next few minutes is outdated and outdated and wrong, <laughs> yeah. entirely wrong. And I have no idea what he's going to sign. Like, no, we all want him to sign. I'm I've heard anywhere from eight by eight to like two years by whatever. It's it's, it's yeah. like there's it's all over the. It's map. pretty clear that people are guessing here that. Yeah. Nobody knows. Well, nobody. What's a, com- yeah. Well, like we've seen Svechnikov sign this yeah. summer for 7.75. And yeah. when I saw that, I was like, if we can get Brady for that, that's, it's pretty spot ideal. on too. Like the production similar, same age. Brady uh, brings a lot of other things to the table. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't value anymore. They're not analytics or he just hits people very hard and yeah. is a, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I don't want them to get a bridge deal, but I'm also not, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. I mean, there is a really good argument to be made for both options in this. And I know like there is, there's a symbolic element to signing him to a long-term deal. Like I think everyone would just feel a lot better (laughs) about where things are headed, about ownership, about the, like the commitment to this rebuild and seeing it through if he did sign that long-term deal, but like relax, right? Yeah. He's a, he's a restricted free agent. There's four years of team control left. Yeah. And they don't have to do, they could do a two year deal. Yeah. Like two year deals. Fine. Yeah. It, it doesn't look, it's not the best. We always think like if a guy signs a bridge, they don't want to stay, but yeah. And I, I can see where fans are going with this and it's, it's justifiable. Like we've, gone through some ugly yeah. negotiations with free agents, but those guys were were approaching unrestricted free agents. Yeah. Completely different. Like yeah. I keep I keep reading about uh, all the leverage that Brady Kachuk has in these negotiations. He doesn't have any. Like, no, he doesn't. He belongs to the Ottawa Senators for the next four years. Minimum. Um so and- either it's eat well and this this could be what's holding it up. It's Maybe he wants a two-year deal or three-year deal yeah. or whatever. But and this is this is what I think. I mean, it's just a guess. It's all I mean, speculation. Yeah, everything we're saying right now is pure speculation. I'm just going to be pretty careful to try to stay in my lane here. But 
I clearly everyone is guessing. I think the one piece of information we have that's pretty rock solid is when Bruce Garriock says that they want to do a long-term deal. Like yeah. I think that is a pretty clear indication of that's priority for yeah, sure. Like that's what they want to do. Um, but if you're in that spot, so say you're you're Ottawa and you're sold on a long-term deal, that's what you want them to sign. Yeah, you're not going to put like an attractive bridge offer on the table. No, there's no, but there's no, stage, there's no right? offer on the table. You go into these negotiations with talks. Yeah. You don't say here's an offer and here's an offer. You say, paper. you say, this is what, own. this is what we're thinking. We want, we want to sign this guy for eight years yeah. or whatever. What not, do you think an amount might look like? And then, then slide him a two year offer for $15 million yeah. or something. What? Especially because like you want him to want the long-term you deal, want the right? long-term so you're deal. not going to give them a bridge deal. That makes sense. It and makes I think the, the thing that, I mean, Brady's agents are smart people and they know this, but he is not an $8 million player on a bridge deal. No, like and that's nothing. Close that's not to a bridge that. deal. No. That a bridge deal is you prove it, pay a guy yeah. to make more money. Yeah. You pay him for two years, you give him 3 million or $4 million. And then you say, here's, way more money afterwards. But I guess people are thinking it's different when you're in Ottawa. A bridge deal is just more money until you can leave. (laughs) I mean, I, I guess maybe people have the ability to worry about things a lot longer than I do, but that is four years away. Like what a long time. Like he's not, he's not going to hold it. Isn't that the end of the unparalleled success? Like, aren't we celebrating multiple Stanley Cups? We are going to win a Stanley Cup. (laughs) Like, who cares? I mean, I love Brady Kachuk, but I just don't have the capacity to worry about things that are four years down the line that maybe what's happening now will and sour the relationship. Who and- cares? If anyone's panicking right now, it's it's completely unfounded and unnecessary. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's people... Well, it's people manufacturing drama is what it is. It's like creating a story out of it. And it's not to say it's not a story and that there aren't negotiations happening. Until, yeah, but until one of these two people or three people actually say a fucking yeah. word in the media, those are the only people I care to hear yeah, from. I think a lot And of every time I've heard someone say something, Dorian just got re-signed. He's happier than a pig in shit right now. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. He's got a new deal and he's working on the other deal and he, he's not showing his hand. It's like, that's how it works. I mean, this that's, is what a negotiation is. Also it's, I know we feel like we're the only ones going through this, but we were just looking oh, at the fuck. list of like yeah. restricted free agents around the league right now. There are, have a look at the restricted free yeah. agents around the league. There is, well, at least three players much better than Brady, Brady Chuck that are not signed yet. Uh, two of them in Vancouver. Like two of them in Vancouver, Quinn Hughes and Pedersen. Yeah. And then the be- the rookie of the year last year. Yeah. Which is like, okay. <laughs> and that I mean, we were still scrolling down the list. Like there's other guys in that draft class that haven't signed. Like it's it's not a unique situation it's that's not. playing out here. And I think something that's happening with a lot of these restricted free agents is they really have to like carefully weigh what they think they're worth under the old economics of the NHL against where the league's going and like what revenues look like in the future and what, like what a reasonable cap hit is for a player like that down the line, because it, 
we went through a period in the NHL where it was all growth, right? Like every yeah. year, everything was going up gonna and it, there's no guarantee that that's what it looks like anymore. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these. Also, there's, there's a lot of eyes on Ottawa. They, if they lose another player, yeah, it's ugly. So no one's saying anything about Vancouver's two restricted free agents. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. You don't see the that. And you don't see Elliot Friedman talking about the contract dollars for Quinn Hughes. And no, it's a lot of it is Ottawa did it to themselves and because yeah, of the way things have. played out in the past, but this is not even remotely comparable but, to those. Situations. But which, like, but which one of the RFA situations in Ottawa has played out like this? Exactly. None. None. They always sign their <laughs> they RFAs. They always get their RFAs done and they're actually pretty good at it. Like this is what yeah. they're known for squeezing the guy. They get a, a nice bit. deal. Like that's the thing that's, well, mean, how much did Carlson sign for? <laughs> Yeah. Like fantastic deals. Yeah. Out of their RFA years. Like, I don't know. It's just hilarious. Give it, let's give it another week. Yeah. Well, people are going to hear this podcast and be like, yeah, they were right. Yeah, he, Hopefully. He signed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they were completely wrong and he signed for $15 million for two years or something. But no, it's going to be, it'll be a fine deal and everyone's going to, yeah, perfect. We're good. It's like this, this is the process that plays out with restricted free agents. Like there are kind of, he knows he's high profile. Too. Yeah. Like he can, he's got some leverage. He can wait a little bit. But I just picture like, if you look at Batherson's deal, again, not the same player, but that structure, I think that's probably what they're going to put in front of Brady Kachuk too. Like for sure. And salary may- that climbs year over year and without a signing bonus. And I think that that's going to be tricky. And that's probably where they end up overpaying a little bit on the actual amount yeah, because they're not offering up those other things. Like I think that's where they might. That's why I think if the long term deal gets done, and when we're recording this, Bruce Garriott and Elliot Friedman both said they're kind of grinding away on a long term deal. Uh, if it gets done, I think the amount is going to be like, well, I think it's going to be at a yeah, at it's, it's going to be at, it's going to be a back ended eight, I think, because yeah. I think they pay a little bit more. Uh, to structure it the way they want. But yeah. maybe I haven't checked Twitter in 15 minutes. Maybe I already signed. Maybe you signed. Sound like fucking idiots. No, I, I have a feeling it'll happen on uh well, I don't think it'll happen on a weekend. I think it'll happen on a weekday at about 3 yeah. 30 PM. <laughs> I think we need to get this out on Monday for sure, because they just announced fans will be allowed back in the stadium and they're going to roll out like a season ticket launch next week. So yeah. Might be a good time to get Brady into, gotta get into him on, town. Got to get him on the tickets, and you got to get a banner out front of the rink. There's people currently tweeting that he's going to be in Ottawa early next week. There you go. So, It'll so get done. maybe we'll re-record and react to the eight-year deal. And no, you know what? This is perfect. We'll, we'll end it with us going be like, yes! <laughs> Honestly, this is more a conversation about how restricted free agents work and like what the process is like yeah. and how it doesn't require such a unique level of Ottawa drama. Like yeah. it's, it'll be fine. Yeah. Brady Kachuk's going to be here for a long time. Yeah. It'll be fine. 